and welcome to Apple a Day. It's Lake Region Healthcare's health and wellness show where we feature news and information you can use to live a healthier life. I am Katie Johnson, your host, and my guest today is Dr. Pratip Nog. He is a pediatrician and one of the newest members of our medical staff, and I'm excited to have him as our guest this morning and introduce him to our community and welcome him to Lake Region Healthcare. So thanks for joining us, Dr. Nog. Thank you, Katie. I'm happy to be here. Let's just start by learning a little bit more about what sure. your background has been like leading up to joining Lake Region Healthcare. Sure, sure. So I was originally born in India, and I actually grew up in Zambia in Africa since I was seven till about 19. Wow. Went back and forth to India for boarding school and all that kind of stuff. The first time I came to the U.S. was when I was 19. I went to UT Austin, so I'm a Longhorn, Texas Longhorn fan, oh, and I'm wow. glad that we made it to the college football playoffs. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> That's good news. Yeah. yeah. And so then uh, after that, after I finished my undergrad down at UT Austin, I went to Chicago Medical School up in North Chicago and did my MD and my PhD. It's an eight-year program. Did research in HIV at that point in time. And then I realized I really love patients and I really love my pediatric population, kids. And so I kind of left the research and went full force into uh, my pediatric residency, which I did at Texas Children's Hospital. It's the busiest children's hospital in the world, down in Houston, Texas. So I went back to Texas again. I like the hot weather there. <laughs> so, <laughs> And then, um, and then I started working at Texas Children's. I've done a lot of different kinds of work as a pediatrician, worked in the ER, worked in the hospital doctor, and then worked with the outpatient doctors. And, and I really liked the whole uh, working in the clinic and really taking care of kids and trying to help them and their families grow in a healthy way so that they don't have to end up in the ERs and the hospitals and in the long run they live nice, happy, healthy lives. Mm -hmm. And so um, so I've been in the outpatient practice mostly for the last 15 years or so. I do, do hospital medicine still, take care of babies. I love doing all that. Um, and I've had multiple jobs, multiple kind of jobs. I've worked as the chief medical officer for hospital that's just like Lake Regional down in Illinois. Uh, did that for about five years and then Started just doing only pediatrics. I worked for an electronic medical record company called Cerner that you might have heard yeah. in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've done all those kinds of things wow. and then I've landed up in uh, Lake Regional. So I'm happy to be here. Well, it is so great to hear about the extensive and interesting background that you have. You've been serving on a kind of an interim or fill-in mm -hmm. basis at Lake Region Healthcare for a while. Mm -hmm. What was it that made you decide, I want to permanently join this group? That's a very good question. So since uh, November of a uh, couple of years ago, I started coming to Lake Region. And um, I have always been so impressed with the pediatric team. Uh, the nurses, the physicians, now there's a growing number of um, you know, providers in the mm -hmm. pediatric space. Um, that's one of the things. The other thing is the facility is amazing. The people are amazing. And I've done actually a lot of uh, what you call locum work, where I go from hospital to hospital over this last uh, six months, especially. And I have to say this, whenever I come back here, I'm like, I, I feel peaceful. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah. It's enjoyable, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so lots of relationships. And so I decided that 
uh, of all the offers that I got from all the different hospitals that this would be the one that I would land on. So I'm here. Well, we're so glad that you did. Um, do. When you look back at uh, when you decided to get into medicine, was there something in particular that inspired you to pursue medicine as your career? Yeah, it. Uh, so I was seven, actually. Wow. Yeah. And in India, you, you're either a doctor or an engineer. So I, I knew I wasn't going to be an engineer because... <laughs> so that decided it. <laughs> that decided it. Uh, no, but to be honest with you, I, right before we went to Zambia when I was seven, I spent a, uh, a couple of days actually out in the village with my grandfather who was a, a family physician. And I remember watching him working and just completely being happy and what he was doing. And I remember this kid came in, a smaller baby with a huge abscess on the back of his head. And you know, he's a village doctor, like literally village doctor. Like there's no doctors, there's no hospitals for like hours, right? And he uh, drained that abscess and he just took care of that kid. And I said to him, and the mom was so happy. I remember the smile. And of course the kid wasn't very happy, but we understand why. Right. <laughs> but I think that imprinted on me. You know, and um, and then the next, I think, time, so that's when I said I want to be a doctor because I kind of saw the impact that you can have, mm -hmm. uh, and that was the only place that I actually saw my grandfather be super happy. Otherwise, mm -hmm. he was a very old, grumpy man. Interesting. You know, so that kind of helped me kind of gear towards that. Um, but then, when I was in Zambia, my brother was actually being born. I was nine years old. My dad would drop me off in the hospital um, where my mom, who was actually about to deliver, was in the hospital for three, four days. They used to do that before, I guess. Um, and so she was my babysitter because there was no babysitters. <laughs> and so my dad would drop me off and go to work oh, at the man. hospital. I would just roam around the hospital. And what I started seeing was the, the, the local people of Zambia, they would come and they would stand in these long lines with tokens in their hands waiting to go see their doctor with for themselves or for their kids. And then I kept seeing like the next day that almost the same group was back again. And then the next day, almost the same group was, I mean, a little short, the line's getting shorter, but it's like, they're not moving as fast as when I go to see the doctor, like in Zambia, you know, like I, I used to get sick. My mom and dad would just take me in, we'd check in, go straight to see the doctor, get our medicines. I was back home in half an hour, antibiotics and back in bed. And I was like, wait, this is not the same way that the local people are experiencing healthcare. So I remember asking my mom, I was like, what's going on? And my mom explained, you know, my mom said, well, you know, you're a foreigner, you're, you're a visitor in this country, so they always kind of put you in the front of the line. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's not fair. And she goes, what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. And then this was her words, what are you going to do about it? And I said, well, I'm going to be a doctor, I'm going to come back and help them. And so that's when I actually aligned towards pediatrics because the majority of what I saw was the kids there. Mm -hmm. And as to myself, I was like, pediatrics. So, wow. And there's a few more things that brought me to pediatrics, but those are the main things, basically. Wow, it's so yeah. incredible that it started at such a young age. And um, you can remember so specifically those moments that, yeah. that steered you in that direction. Clearly a calling. I have um, read in your bio that you have a special interest in pediatric mental health as well. Yes. Tell us more about that. So that's the next part of why I'm in pediatrics. Okay. So uh, I think from a very early uh, time in my childhood, I have I've had a lot of traumas in life. And uh, traumas are experienced differently for different kids, but I had a 
like a lot of traumas in boarding schools than when I was in boarding schools and stuff. Um, and I remember basically going through those traumas and developing anxiety, depression. I have very severe ADHD. And so, um, you know, being in a, a, a Indian school where back in those days where there was no ADHD diagnosis, uh, the only medicine was a nice cane that you got in your bottom. <laughs> I remember spending most of my time outside my classroom, actually, mm -hmm. <laughs> and and getting whipped oh, <laughs> and caned. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and so, as I grew up, I, I I said to myself, you know, not in a very conscious way, but I think in a very subconscious way, I said to myself, well, that that's where you know I got to help the kids who are suffering, mm -hmm. who are misunderstood, who are um, being blamed and shamed for who they are and how they are born and what they're experiencing, right? Mm -hmm. And, and um, often I, you know, I don't think people mean to be mean at all, but in, in, in trying to help a kid be more, uh, you know, streamlined like other kids, you know, they will pass judgments on them and, and their self-esteem goes down and then they get into anxiety, depression, they experience traumas and so on and so forth. So. So I basically then started saying, well, I'm going to actually start learning more about mental health uh, for kids and so on and so forth. So I did a lot of work with actually getting federal grants in my previous hospital where we opened up a whole transdisciplinary uh, diagnostic clinic where we would basically take all kids who are complex, autism, ADHD, anxiety, depression, PTSD, name it, you know, mm -hmm. and we would just basically do a whole team diagnosis and then we'll, uh, figure out what's going on with their mind and body and then basically help them. So, so as I started doing more and more of that, I really started enjoying doing that. And so to me, that's my passion and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, a, and a lot of people have different passions and mine is spending time with kids and families who are struggling with developmental mm -hmm. or behavioral or mental health needs basically. Mm -hmm. And so, what an incredible need there is. There is. For that, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So in addition to that, tell us what kinds of appointments uh, people can make uh, for, for pediatrics sure. with you. What, yeah. what do you see? So um, between Dr. Schnur, who is wonderful, there's Molly there, there's Lisa there, wonderful people who are doing wonderful work over here on the ground. Um, I, I think one of the main reasons I got recruited in here from the team's perspective is to help with uh, mental health, developmental health, and behavioral issues basically for kids. And so my what I'm trying to do is you can come and see me in person, you can actually see me in telehealth, whatever is easier, because one of my big passions is to make sure that we are providing care to the patients from where they want it, mm -hmm. right, whether they want to come in here. Sometimes a lot of kids who have emotional needs and stuff, they're actually much more safer and feel better at home right. doing their appointments. And that's mm -hmm. that's great, right? Mm -hmm. So so we have those options. So primarily, basically, seeing a lot of kids who have uh, mental health needs, developmental needs, uh, any behavior issues, any of those kinds of things, school failures, any of those kinds of issues primarily, but also helping with seeing sick kids who are, you know, calling in and need to get seen. So, you know, we squeeze them in. I do do well checks also and so on and so forth mm -hmm. um, if that's needed. Sure. It's great to have that team yeah. approach. Right. And uh, all help where help is needed, but use your your strengths right. as well and really, really zone in on those. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your care philosophy. What does it mean to you to provide really 
high quality care sure. to children and to their caregivers. Sure, sure. So it uh, it all starts for me with uh, listening and just sitting and listening to what uh, the child is saying or what the parents are saying or going through and really spending time understanding that. Um, I am lucky that in this environment that that is allowed uh, in the clinic to spend time with the kids and families. So it all starts with listening and understanding and then it's basically me trying to take that information and helping the child specifically and then the uh, parents and the guardians, basically the family that supports them, understand what are the next steps towards getting to the right diagnosis. So I'm, very, I'm a big stickler of actually trying to get to the right diagnosis first. Mm -hmm. And so that does involve testing, that does involve labs, etc. And we'll get all that done first. And then I want to make sure that the, that the child and their family understands what each diagnosis means. And then we kind of prioritize which one they want to work on first, right? And how they want to work on it, right? Not everyone wants to jump to doing everything at the same time, mm -hmm. right? So it's basically then just listening and guided and having the family and the kid guide me in terms of where we think we need to go for the goal because each of these diagnoses has a goal. So if you're depressed, the goal is not be depressed, right? However, at what pace do you want to get there and how do you want to get there? You gotta control that and we gotta work together through mm -hmm. that, you know? So, so to me, I think that's um, just to take the patient and the family very much, in a, you know, have them guide the care listen to them and then constantly keep educating them so that they're getting what they need and then they can make educated decisions to getting what they need to get mm -hmm. to. Yeah, sounds like a great partnership, partnership That's the approach. Idea. Yeah, That's the idea. Absolutely. Always. If you um, had to choose one or two, what, what do you think are the biggest challenges to children's health today and maybe also what can we do about it? Right. So, of course, I <clears throat> I am probably biased in what the biggest needs are. Um, there is a lot of uh, there is a lot of kids who are suffering traumas, and um, we unfortunately, as a society, are not as well educated as what traumas are. And traumas are the root cause of basically anxiety, which then leads to depression. And traumas can be things that's like family separation or just even a mom and dad fighting a lot or not having food or not knowing if you're going to have X or Y or a death in the family, any loss, any of those kinds of things. And each child experiences it very differently. And so um, I think one of the big issues is that we as a society are slowly starting to get to the point where we're maybe even talking about the traumas as being actually existing, they're recognizing that those are the root cause problems. And then from there, all the mental health issues arise. Um, so to me, the number one issue is basically trying to help everyone realize that there are traumas. That's where anxiety, depression comes from. And mental health is a big piece of that, from which we're seeing a lot of substance use disorders. So things like dependence on marijuana depend and, and Unfortunately, it's legalized, 
which is a problem for the kids who think it's not addictive. But you get dependent on that. There's a lot of nicotine use in the, uh, in the early adolescent population along with other drugs that they experiment with and alcohol and so on and so forth. And so, but it's all, all kind of, you know, it's all kind of one after the other, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so that, that's the kind of a spectrum of the major problems um, that I see are things that we can help with. Mm -hmm. So yeah. really starts with accepting that trauma is the root cause, root cause. doing what we can to prevent that yes and then also accept what comes after right how do we treat deal that? with that. right how yeah. do we help deal with that yeah. how do we screen for that early mm -hmm. how do we provide because if we catch the traumas early one so there's food insecurity right mm -hmm. you reach out to the families and make sure that there's food right mm -hmm. if there's other barriers that they need you do that right and then you screen kids for traumas and you see where their trauma scores are and then based on that you actually give them therapy early on then they're able to handle that and feel safe. Mm -hmm. And so once they feel safe, then you take away the anxiety, the depression that can develop yeah. from that. Really powerful. So. It's really powerful. Thank you. What about when you're not working? What do you like to do outside of being a pediatrician? Oh, gosh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I have ADHD. You know? uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I love spending time with my wife and my kids, of course. I have five kids in my second marriage, so we have three from... Uh, uh, two for my first and three from the second, and so spend a, that that takes up majority of the time, basically doing things with them. And then I, um, my wife and I are actually building a travel agency, which is geared towards helping uh, divorced women and uh, kids, um, their kids, uh, who get uh, unfortunately cast out in Morocco. That's where we went last year and got engaged there. And so then we kind of fell in love with that. We were working with someone over there to try and help them basically uh, develop sort of a travel experience where people from here or anywhere in the world can actually connect with people who are um, who don't have, like the divorced women and children, mm -hmm. and give them things and spend time with them and, and also have a good experience while they're visiting Morocco, which is a beautifully safe country. Wow. So doing that, and then I have other... Um, jobs that I do, which includes another business that I have wow. that I've opened <laughs> for healthcare IT and, and so on and so forth. So, wow. Yeah. So you so have no fun. no idle time, it sounds like. I, I, I don't. But I do take time to meditate a lot. So mm -hmm. I meditate every day. That is healthy. Yes. And hopefully get yeah. good sleep. And mm -hmm. I, of course, get good sleep. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, Actually, one, that's funny you say that, Katie, because one of the big things for mental health is good sleep. Mm -hmm. And so we focus a lot on kids and sleep. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer in getting good sleep, so oh. I try and get that in. Anything else that you would like our listeners to know about you or about your practice or the pediatrics team at Lake Region Healthcare? I think the pediatrics team is great. I love them. They are wonderful people. Every single person in there, um, the providers, the nurses, they truly care. Mm -hmm. And they truly take the time to listen. They go out of their way to help the community and their kids, which is just amazing. Um, I think what I would say is, you know, if you've been thinking about something uh, about your child, um, just come in, let's mm -hmm. talk, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and let's listen and let's let's see what, what there is, you know, because the longer we put those things, uh, you know, out, 
the longer the child's suffering, mm -hmm. and the longer the child suffers, the harder it is for them, right. basically. Right, don't wait. Don't and wait. like you said, telehealth appointments available, yeah. in-person appointments available, yeah. um, just uh, whatever works best for the patient, you, yes. you are there to accommodate, so that's Absolutely. great. Before we close, uh, if you had one health tip for our listeners this morning, what would that be? Be present and be grateful. You know, this is, uh, try to do that every day. Spending some time just being present and being grateful for everything that's around you that you have. And I think that, for me at least, goes a long way in terms of mental peace and happiness because you can build on the gratitude. Great advice. Dr. Pratip Nag, we are so happy to welcome you to Lake Region Healthcare and our pediatrics Thank team. Thank you for taking some time. Uh, to join us on Apple a day this morning. Yes, thank you so much, Katie. Look forward to working over here and helping everyone. Dr. Nog, pediatrician at Lake Region Healthcare, my guest today on Apple a day. Dr. Nog and Katie Johnson reminding you at Lake Region Healthcare, we are here for you always. Have a great day.